0: Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation.
1: Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a Streaming Freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And. Welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is Brett, Derek, and Mike. Hello, hello. Wow, that came out a little softer than I expected.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: we all deserve the applause.
0: I'm used to the applause, so. Yes. <laughs> um, how's everyone doing? Better now. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Film before a live studio audience.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Only thing is, I'm trying to figure out where it's coming in now. It, I know where it's coming in, but it doesn't sound like it's. It it's, doesn't seem like it's loud enough. Well, that really rang my bell. Oh, we were ready to do some boxing. <laughs> And survey says excuse me.
2: So um I think that has to be a new record. Not even a minute in and we're off the rails. It's <laughs> crazy train.
0: It's crazy train, all right. What are you trying to say? Nothing. For some wild and crazy guys. No. That was the little Canadian talking. <laughs> there excuse me again.
1: Um. Okay. Since we derailed, I'll go back and
0: ask. How's everyone doing? <laughs> Pretty good. Good. One more day of vacation, so can't wait for that. Oh, nice. Didn't you just have a vacation?
2: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Don't
0: run away from your feelings. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm running away from my coworkers. My feelings are fine.
1: <laughs> well, to uh, I guess to start us off, and since Brett's going on vacation, uh, you're not going to Chicago by chance, are you? I wish. Well, if you What's were. What's going on in
2: Chicago, Mike?
1: Um, I'm trying to see. Well, in Chicago, uh, apparently there was an unauthorized Stranger Things bar, and it got the greatest cease and desist from Netflix um, and this is pretty cool. Um, okay. so maybe since it's ending in September, maybe you got a chance, Derek, run over to Chicago, check this thing out. <laughs> um, I think Brett's closer than I am. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sorry, Brett, you could go check it out in Chicago. Y'all are both closer than I am. So, um, back in August, a bar in Chicago named Imperium Arcade Bar launched a pop-up bar called the Upside Down, selling Stranger Things memorabilia and themed drinks. Um, Netflix somehow got aware of the bar and sent a deceased and desist letter to the owners. It's very cool, very mellow, though, So, um, well, here it is. My walkie-talkie is busted, so I had to write this note instead. I heard you launched a Stranger Things pop-up bar at your Logan Square location. Look, I don't want you to think I'm a total wasteoid, and I love how much you guys love the show, parentheses, or, yeah, parentheses, just wait until you see this, until you see season two, exclamation point, parentheses, but unless I'm living in the upside down, I don't think we did a deal with you for this pop-up. You're obviously creative types, so I'm sure you can appreciate that this is important to us to have to say, to say have a say in how our fans encounter the worlds we build. We're not going to go full Dr. Brenner on you, but we ask that you please, one, not extend the pop-up beyond its six-week run ending in September, and two, reach out to us for permission if you plan on doing something like this again. Let me know as soon as possible that you agree to these requests. We love our fans more than anything, but you should know that the Demi Morgan is not Demi Gorgon Demi Gorgon is not always as forgiving, so please don't make us call your mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, of course, this came from GeeksAreSexy dot uh, and they their last line in this to the story is, "How can you not love Netflix after reading this?" They're even letting the bar stay open till the end of September.
2: That's I was surprised that he wouldn't see a Lucas Films or anything like that doing that. No, Lucas. <laughs> We'll,
1: we'll just, we'll um, yeah, no, shut it down
2: now.
0: Yeah, yeah, they they handled it pretty cool. They were yeah. pretty cool about
2: it. Yeah, I want to know what like a pop-up bar is. I've never heard of such a thing. Really,
1: <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. pop-up bar is where. I guess they might rent space next door, or it might they might take a section of the bar and turn it into a theme. Just, uh, okay, so it, it's just a pop up for for a period of time,
2: like a temporary thing. Yeah. Okay,
1: um, in the San Francisco area, there is either San Francisco or LA area. There's a pop up cantina type bar that it's Star Wars cantina themed. Okay, um, that pops up every now and then. Must be Lucas approved. Uh, I, think, uh. I think they stay just. On the edge enough where it doesn't violate anything.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: Also, sometimes they move around and stuff. And yeah, yeah, there's like pop up restaurants and all kinds of things. Those are called food trucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so,
1: so what are what are
2: y'all's thoughts on, uh, on this? I thought it, I thought it was cool that they let them, like they said, let them stay open that long because yeah, most other people would not or companies would not let them do that. No,
0: yeah, they're basically like, look, guys, you know, we appreciate that you're doing this, that you're fans, but. You know, it's kind of, you know, you didn't get permission first. So, you know, we'll let you do it, but for now, but then. Well, I, I right. Was, and I
2: wonder, I wonder if the memorabilia and stuff that they were selling was like bootleg or if it was like official merch or what. Probably bootleg. Well, I
1: think it's funny. Well, that I think it's funny, issue. too, that they don't turn around and ask, unless it comes, that came in a different letter where they asked for a share of the profits they made, too. Right. Yeah but i mean i think the thing that shocked me was um just don't extend it past the 6 weeks mm-hmm. so okay so i guess they're there's like i said they appreciate that it's there um but you know they're not you know, they're not doing more than than that right so uh, i thought
2: it was interesting i wonder if uh, what would happen if they if they would let him do it and like i guess then would come up with some kind of deal as far as money goes if they if they actually did it cuz they said if you're going to do it again contact us first right so,
1: so it doesn't sound like they're averse to the idea of doing it again. I yeah. I, to me, I would think um, if they do do it again, that maybe Netflix might want to be involved and, and maybe th- throw some memorabilia to, to to put in the room or
2: yeah, really or whatever. <laughs> With the way they're, they're handling it, that could definitely be something that could happen, and they're not. Have one. Have they, Wynonna, like I said, they didn't threaten a lawsuit or anything on them. Have Winona Ryder show up for the opening? Yeah, there you go. she just walk off of all the memorabilia. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> <Aww. laughs> Too soon? <laughs>
1: so, um, yeah, well, from there, let's. Let's move on to the next story. And I think that's called a segue. And I said, that you. That's not the thing you ride. Are you sure about that? No. Me sure on anything? Are you kidding me?
0: Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of a basic segue there. That yeah. uh, was the uh, bare bones model. Yeah. <laughs> Is that me then? That's me yes. then. That's what I thought. Okay. Hey, well... Der- hey, Derek, it's you. Hey, Derek, it's you. How come I never got my own song? It's you, Derek. Yeah, never mind. I'll <laughs> well, give you <give> some applause. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, so watch this. <laughs> See, there was your segue. So... <laughs> Uh <laughs> you guys, you guys I'm sure remember uh The Watchmen, right? Yep. Both the the comic series which is excellent and the movie by our favorite director Zack Snyder, which was a movie. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Well, if, no. If, if we have talked about that Watchmen is coming to HBO yes the funny thing is the Watchmen movie um, I enjoyed it a lot of, um, you know you hear a lot of people who were fans of the Watchmen enjoyed it but a lot of people who weren't into comics I know have said it's it's horrible it's boring and it's all this other, and I'm like no oh, no oh. Yes. See, I've got the opposite
1: here. People who don't know the comics love the movie. Those who <laughs> who who know the comics, they were glad to see it, but they were disappointed that they took so that Snyder took so many liberties in changing. I mean, I understand the the ending. You had to change it a little bit.
2: I actually, I actually like that ending better than the humongous alien thing or whatever that Alan that, yeah. that Moore had in the the comic but Dr. man made much more
1: sense but I know Alan Moore did not like the movie he no.
2: the movie sure have something to say about uh, the series probably
0: which has started filming uh, recently awesome. and is coming to HBO uh, it's coming to HBO brought by Damon Lindelof who you may people may remember from lost ah. And, uh, it's going to go eight series and then end crepily. <laughs> Let us hope not. Yes, they're all dumb. Um, so Zack Snyder actually had an idea for a series back in 2015, which I'm not sure what more he wanted to do. But mm-hmm. So Lin- Linda Loft's version is going to be unrelated to, to Snyder's version. And... Uh, According to a Variety, the Lindelof version is starting over from scratch and has nothing to do with the previous discussions uh, of Zack Snyder and and, and HBO. Uh, now that they've started filming, uh, TV Line confirms that HBO has not only placed a pilot order, but ordered backup scripts, which means that uh, it's all but certain that it will be picked up. Hmm. So the big question is what will the new series be? Will it be just another adaptation of the graphic novel? Um, or could it be spending more time on other elements of the stories, uh, exploring the flashbacks of the Minutemen, uh, or fleshing out some of the supplementary mater- text material that happens in between the comic chapters? Ooh, um, Black Friday could be cool. I
1: know they, yeah, did, I the saying,
0: I know they did the animated, but... Right. That's, I so, that's say, so funny. I,
2: Everybody loved that part. I always just flipped through it
0: <laughs> <laughs> when I was reading it. They could and then of course, did any of you did you guys read uh the Watchmen prequels that came out in two thousand and thirteen, the before yeah. Watchmen? I, I wanted to. Uh
1: Watchmen's one I need to get the the trade and I need to get the trade for before Watchmen.
0: Mm. I can I have mixed feelings. Some of them I I liked and some of them I was in. But uh different creative teams on all of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's even there's even um, a thought that possibly they could adapt that the Before Watchmen series into into this HBO series. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is up in the air right now. All we know is that they've started filming, and it's looking good that they're gonna HBO will pick up the series.
2: Yay. It'll be interesting to see what they do, because, I mean, Watchmen, they don't have the material that Game of Thrones had. I mean, they had, like, six books to go from, where Watchmen was was just a graphic novel, so I don't know how much of a series you're going to get out of that, unless they go, like, use the stuff from before Watchmen, or like they said, flesh out what happens in between the chapters and things like that. Right. And what,
0: how much are they planning for? And, you know, I mean, if they want this to go on for years... You're right. They can't. You can't just do the graphic novel, and that's going to run out eventually. Right. right. And
2: unlike uh, Game of Thrones, there's no bo- new books that are going to be on the horizon. right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of interested about it.
2: it HBO's yeah. definitely got the money to uh, do it right.
0: Oh yeah. And HBO doesn't have the uh limitations of of other mm-hmm. you know because it's a paid channel, right? They they can pretty much do whatever they want for the most mm-hmm. part. Yep, could be very interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm surprised they don't say anything. Doesn't look like Alan Moore or David Gibbons is uh are any kind of consultants or anything to it. No, <laughs> well, it's not. You,
0: there. you know, you know, Alan Moore is not going to be
2: <laughs> right. And I think David Gibbons. I think with his contribution to the Before Watchman comics, kind of drove a wedge between them. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, so Moore did not want those to get made.
1: So, Alan Moore, how how do you feel about the Watchmen coming to HBO? I hate it. Don't like it. Looks <laughs> awful. But they haven't even started filming. I know. I hate it. Looks awful.
2: Let <laughs> <laughs> me go back to my shack, oh, my crazy beard. <laughs> I'm gonna let, I'm gonna go back to my van down
1: by the river. <laughs> In the van down by the river. <laughs>
2: It was, uh, Gibbons is still massively popular. I mean, he was at a Motor City Comic Con this year, and he had a humongous line getting stuff signed. Oh, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. I believe it. I believe it. So, I don't even know what he's done besides *Science Watchman*.
1: Uh, couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, yeah I'm not sure either. <laughs> he, he's, he's one that when he popped up for *Before Watchman*, it's like okay, and then after that, it's like, eh, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I didn't find it to be as strong as as the first film or as the first series. Yeah. So. So anyway, uh, let's move on to
2: to a show that apparently didn't get um, much looked at. Yeah, this article hurts my heart a bit. <laughs> this is from uh, CBR.com. It's very disappointing. Yes, and the title of it is Defenders is Marvel Netflix's Least Watched Series to Date. I anger it. <laughs> Marvel Television's crossover series of Defenders isn't performing as well as Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, or even Iron Fist in its first 30 days in the U.S. Variety reports. It received just 17% of the viewership that Daredevil Season 2 had in its first 30 30 days and also had the largest week over week drop in terms of viewers, declining by 67, 40, and 41% over the first few weeks. That's huge. Huge. Yeah. Huge. It's worth noting that Netflix doesn't release viewing data, and so third-party companies estimate viewership. In this case, the report utilizes data from marketing analytics firm Jumpshot, which I have no idea who they are. What's more, Netflix views their performance over a longer time frame than 30 days. Nonetheless, these approximated figures could be worrying for Marvel Television. But they are still forging on with uh, the Punisher series, which is coming up, which uh, unless you've been living under a rock, you've seen, the new trailer for that now. Oh yeah, yeah! I can't wait to see that. Although they still have not come up with a release date for it, even even in the trailer they kind of have it marked out. So it says it's year, but they don't give a date. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, but as far as the defenders go, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Too. A good representation of all the all the heroes and yeah. being able to get all those different heroes into one one thing cohesive unit and have them each have their own story within the story it's not not easy yeah and I thought they yeah. did a good job with it yeah I think so and mostly it was it was the most
0: important thing is it was a lot of fun to watch yeah yep. well, the, the impression
1: I got um, we were talking about trailers Punisher is coming out in November and I know they've been plugging it pretty hard within mm-hmm. the last week or two um, I haven't heard a lot, a lot of people haven't been as overwhelmed with Defenders. And and with it only being eight issues, I I think, I, I think maybe it was just too much, maybe too
2: much to try and cram into such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really got pushed that much. I didn't really, really hear a whole lot no. about it compared yeah. to, to Daredevil and the other series either. Yeah, I kind of felt that too. I don't think it had the marketing uh, that was given to it as much as the other other series. I yeah. thought Iron Fist was much worse than, <laughs> than the Defenders. Yeah, definitely. I, I would go...
0: Um, I, had to fo- I had to force myself to get through Iron Fist. I'm, fr- uh, I'm
1: fr- Forcing myself through uh, through Luke Cage. Also, I've got to go
2: back to too. I haven't finished that either.
0: That one that one got a, a little better okay. towards towards
2: the uh, the back half of it. I guess uh we don't have Jules on tonight, so we don't have the Jessica Jones bashing <laughs> good <laughs> we, we, uh, I think um, muted her anyway, so yeah, mm-hmm. but I think they have it right um Daredevil first, Jessica Jones second for me, Luke Cage, and then Iron Fist, as far as the seri- the the order that I would put how I like the series in,
0: yeah, me too, and where would you put the defenders in that? um
2: I'd probably put a number two, maybe maybe three.
0: Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I feel the same way. Either 2 or 3. <laughs> Because I think Somewhere around as, there. Good
2: as, as good as Jessica Jones was, I think it was definitely kind of slow at times. Yeah, that's which, true. Which yeah. Kind of like, took it away. So I, I think I think, there's, I think Jessica Jones
0: would have been um, even better if it was a shorter season like Defenders.
2: Right. I love. Like, I enjoyed all doses. Yeah, that you got. Yeah. in Defenders.
0: I, like I agree with you. I I liked. I love Jessica Jones. It was a great. It was a great series. But there were there were some parts that were. a Little sluggish, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I also, I also wonder if one of the reasons I liked it so much was because of David David Tennant's uh, Purple Man.
2: Yeah, because he was was amazing. Yes. (laughs) They said supposedly. I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but he's supposedly reprising his role. I know, well, right? It's like season, so I'm not sure how that's, wow, that's like, going to happen.
0: That's a, when I read that, I'm like, what? How? What? I, I wonder if it's going to be flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, I wondered that, too. Maybe, maybe we see a little bit more of her relationship with him. Yeah. and how how he he manipulated her and stuff that that mm-hmm. would be good. flashback yeah, that sure. would be.
2: But I really don't know what they're going to do. But I, I guess there's the new Jessica Jones series now. But I don't know what they're going to use as far as material for the, the second season of Jessica Jones because they basically told the end of the series for uh, the comics and and the, yeah. the Netflix series with the Purple Man. They're going to have to make up a whole new thing, yeah,
0: a whole new story on their own because well, the news mm-hmm. the new series. Is, is, well well cuz the new series is very very much steeped in the marvel universe yeah we're, you know with she's married to Luke Cage she has a kid with him and then all this other stuff although i don't know working with,
2: what, and working like uh, with Maria Hill Why Yeah. we see that slowly develop in the second season we could and i yeah. think uh, maria hill i think is enough of a secondary character that it when uh, that that she would appear it would make sense for her to appear in one of the one of these shows Oh, that would see that would be awesome Mm -hmm. because then you would finally
0: get, you know, the full. We get some full, the full Monty, some full yes, connectivity yes. there, yeah. because you know Maria Hill. She was in the movies. She's in. She's was a member of Shield. Mm-hmm. She, she, you know, she made a guest in Parents and Agents of Shield. And if she were to show up in, in Jessica Jones, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, and also, subtle enough that it's not like hitting you over the head with it, you know, right.
2: Uh, defi- definitely, the storyline in the comics definitely has Jessica using her detective skills, her PI skills, yeah. to help her out, too. So that would make for a good story. Yeah, that would. Yeah, yeah. actually. See, I would love to see. Hey, Netflix, it. give us a call. We can give you some uh, ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I would love to see Hellcat make more of an appearance, too, in Jessica. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like Actually, that's what yeah. they were working towards in the in the season one with all our working out and things like that. Yeah. And did she get the claws? in and, mm. and Jessica Jones, I thought she had some kind of weapons that were like claws. No, that she she, used. she took this. She
1: took the same serum that uh, the one cop that she was dating nuke right yeah to, to make her more whatever i didn't know that she took
2: that huh yeah but i could have swore when they were fighting that she picked up a weapon i'll have to go back and rewatch that yeah it's been too long i don't remember <laughs> but doesn't nuke make an appearance in luke cage uh, i thought that he, i thought they had heard that he made an appearance in that not remember. that i recall okay I mean, i'm wrong i, I don't remember but yeah, that be uh, that would be cool if they could tie tie Agents of Shield in with with the Netflix universe. Oh yeah, I mean they they've touched on it briefly,
1: but mm. uh, I don't I don't see why they couldn't.
2: Yeah, they're always referring to like stuff that or er, yeah that happened in the movies, like the event and things like that. But I don't think they actually yeah, like came it's on. just like a brief yeah, mention. But, yeah. Yeah, it'd
1: be good. Yep. So, well, I guess that goes back to me for the moment, doesn't it?
0: Oh, before it's we do parts. that, okay. There's one of the there's one other thing I wanted to say about that that I just thought of. Um, in Spider-Man: Homecoming, uh, the Vulture and his crew were making weapons out of the uh, Chitauri stuff from the, from Avengers. Mm-hmm. Right. So, wouldn't it be cool if some of that showed up in the Netflix shows?
2: Yeah, cause, uh they're probably doing it in New York somewhere.
0: Right, yeah. I just thought of it. I'm like, oh that would be cool too. They mm-hmm. if they started having some of those weapons and stuff. Yeah. Okay, continue.
1: <laughs> Continuing. Um how about this? According to that hashtag dot com, uh Darth Vader confirmed for Han Solo's Star Wars spin off. Yeah. Um they're saying this is exclusive. Well, you know what? This tells me there might be, this might be speculation. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not that familiar with that hashtag show.com. But then again, not a lot of people are familiar with us. Even though we could be found over on net or on the Weeby Geeks Network at Pc.com. Hey, plugs. And you know, if you go to those two websites, we have some great affiliate links for ripped apparel, which Brett's bought some stuff recently, and I'm Mm. gonna attest to the quality of the shirts. And that I'm not lying, the shirts are pretty decent. And then there's superhero stuff. Check them out. They got they just revamped their website, and um, we are I am in the works of getting this partnered up with a company called Bio World Merchandising merchandise, and they're the ones like if you go to SuperheroStuff.com, dot The Hoth Collection, remember we talked about it over on Wookie Radio for Comic-Con exclusives? The AT-AT Driver Backpack and the Han Solo Hoth Gear Backpack? Mm -hmm. This is the company that makes that. Makes those items. Uh, We might have some good things coming from them here in the future. So, check them out. Um, So, a couple months back, speculation began that Darth Vader may be making his appearance in the Han Solo Star Wars spinoff. Uh, Especially when Rogue One's Vader actor, Spencer Wilding, dropped out of an appearance at a convention, reportedly because he was filming a role in the newest film in the Star Wars universe. Well, that still could have been Last Jedi as well. I don't think that's a good excuse. Uh, only because he didn't take <laughs> us with him? Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, Wilding's involvement in any current in-production Star Wars movie has never was never confirmed by Lucasfilm, and Wilding himself say that claims of his involvement were false. So, Vader's presence in the Han Solo movie has remained nothing more than fan speculation. See? Told you. Um, we can now, however, exclusively say that everyone's favorite Dark Lord is the Sith, will be dropping by Ron Howard's upcoming feature. A source close to the production has revealed to us that someone, presumably not Wilding, gave his pretty definitive statement that he isn't involved on the set of Howard's Han Solo reshoots in Darth Vader's armor as recently as two weeks ago. Okay, so just to reiterate, a source close to the production which means they probably spied from the rooftop of a building across the street, um, has presumably n- has revealed that someone, but not Wilding, has given his definitive statement that he isn't evolved, was on set in Vader armor. So someone else maybe is in Vader armor? Hmm. Uh, unfortunately that's pretty much all we can confirm we don't know how big of a role vader will play in han solo it could be nothing more than a brief cameo in a single shot it could be a full scene with dialogue it could be multiple scenes we don't know so again with them saying exclusive it's like i said this is speculation um but i think at to interesting dialogue the only thing we can say with confidence is that darth vader is making some sort of appearance in the film. Again, a source close to production. That could be someone who was on the rooftop across the street with a pair of binoculars.
0: Um, (laughs) That would make me a source to my uh, neighbors. Never mind.
2: Like, <laughs> no restraining orders Derek uh, <laughs> what's his name no comment
0: <laughs> no comment <laughs> 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 this <laughs> took an awkward turn <laughs> um, they so got a new puppy I'd just like to watch the puppy sure <laughs> <laughs> so if, if this is true
1: is this something any Any Star Wars story or anthology, standalone film, whatever you want to call it, um, that takes place between episodes three and four, are we to assume Vader is going to have, from now on, that Vader might have a cameo in it?
0: I think that would depend on the film, really. Yeah.
2: I hope they're not just doing it to get butts in the seat. Hey, Vader's here. Yeah, really.
0: I mean, it could it could make sense in a Han Solo movie, perhaps. Um, Like it made sense in Rogue One. Mm -hmm. As long as it makes sense, and you know, it's not just something they throw in there,
2: but there's actually a reason for it. Um, That's weird. I didn't. I really didn't get in Empire. I really didn't get the impression that he had. Met Vader before, but then I guess he did. Might have ran into him on the Death Star when they're in a New Hope. I don't know. Who solo? Yeah, well, well it
1: depends. Well, it depends on what, how much of the legacy or legend backstory they they possibly bring into the solo film. Because in, in the, correct me if I'm wrong, and I very easily could be wrong, but wasn't Solo briefly a part of the Imperial Academy? That's right. <laughs> to be a pilot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what type of pilot, but I thought he was supposed to be a pilot for the Empire at one point. And yeah, I'm, I believe so. And I'm sure something like that, especially with pilots, Vader, being the, the pilot he is and was known for as Anakin Skywalker, would have made, possibly made an appearance at the Flight Academy. I can see that or at least have strong ties where they but at this point in time who would not
0: know who Vader is right exactly yeah and that's the thing i mean we're not they're talking about possibly having Vader in the movie but they're not saying you know nobody's saying what part he'll play in the he would play in the movie how much screen time he'd have or anything like that <laughs> or how, what effect on the story or you know it could just be Han Solo trying to escape the Imperial Academy and you know he's trying to hide from Vader and you see Vader walk by or something weird like that. Yeah. I I I could potentially see that. That's that's all I like. I don't I wouldn't want him to just like in Rogue One, I didn't want him to play a big part in it and he didn't really. Mm -hmm. Um so I was happy with that because it's like because I don't want it to become like like you said just like a a thing to to bring. People in oh, we have Vader in the movie, so come on, and see. Right. You know, I didn't. I didn't mind Vader's role in
1: Rogue One. I, I think it was it was just the right. No, one. yeah, that was part it, of yeah, the story. exactly. And to and to hear back when oh, there will be no lightsabers in this movie, and then all of a sudden we see a trailer. Vader's got a saber. What? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. and, and, we're, and we're having no clue why we're seeing Vader with a saber. All we know is there's supposed to be no saber. Mm-hmm. Then we see the movie, and it's like, okay. Now, so, yeah. it, it, the saber's fine. It's, the, it's It the totally finest. works. See yeah, him blowing people down.
0: I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It, it, it be good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was a great scene. Oh, yeah, it was.
0: Uh, <laughs> when, he, when he threw the guy up toward, to the ceiling with, with the force, that was oh, so awesome. <laughs> I actually kind of laughed a little. I was like, ah,
1: uh, I have to admit I almost peed my pants like,
0: ooh.
2: hey we got a new sponsor depends <laughs> well that, that just depends <laughs>
1: so um, well I guess we can move on since we're done with Vader and its termination, uh, oh, no. oh uh,
0: yeah, no, uh. that wasn't a good one.
2: Another segue, <laughs>
0: because because <clears throat> if you might have missed it, um, there's been some uh, hoopla going up around it, the Terminator franchise, and the news is that James Cameron is coming back to Terminator. I think he I wants to come- do a new. I heard about this on another
1: podcast. It was um, "Sleepers of the Cringe. Mm, close. Keepers of the Fringe. <laughs> I don't want to know what that one is.
0: <laughs> That's that a, a, a whole different thing.
1: <laughs> that one's about the Mighty Morphine Power stranglers. <laughs>
0: Uh You may have heard about it on Keepers of the Fringe, which oh, is a little okay. podcast, a little podcast on the Weeby Geeks <laughs> Network that. Uh, i happen to be a part of oh okay (laughs) and so shameless plug that's right i have no problem plugging keepers of the fringe anytime you want to talk about keepers of the fringe i'm happy to talk about keepers of the fringe So, where
1: was I? Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. so... Yeah, you were talking about Keepers of the Fringe.
0: Oh, that's right. So, on Keepers of the Fringe, we discussed James Cameron wanting uh, coming back to, to do a new Terminator trilogy, um, which he's planning on making the final Terminator trilogy. He's going to end it, which I'm happy with, because it's kind of... You want to talk about going off the rails? I think a Terminator series is definitely going off the rails a bit. Yeah. So uh, having James Cameron come back and and, and redo it is, is uh, exciting news. Yes, I know I've made jokes about Cameron before with, you know, Titanic and Avatar, but Terminator, Terminator is where he shined, along with aliens. And with that, he's also bringing another, well, two more familiar faces, of course. First one being Arnold Schwarzenegger, which... Yeah reports is that Arnold will be playing a human character possibly in the movie Um, no there was some talk that he might be he might be playing the original person that the Terminator was based on but that's all speculation (laughs) but what isn't speculation is he's also bringing back Linda Hamilton which is cool um dusting her off (laughs) yeah really yeah (laughs) I don't know I don't I can't even remember the last thing she's done either. So, according to an article in The Hollywood Reporter, uh, Cameron made the announcement at a private event celebrating the storied franchise, saying, as meaningful as she was to gender and action stars everywhere back then, it's going to make a huge statement to have that seasoned warrior that she's become return. Then uh, he continued, there are fifties and 60-year-old guys out there killing bad guys, he said, referring to aging male actors still anchoring movies, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, but... but... But there isn't an example of that for women. Uh, So, Tim Miller of Deadpool fame is supposed to be directing this new Terminator movie. Uh, and Cameron's going to pre- be producing it along with Skydance. The film's going to be distributed by Paramount with Fox handling it internationally. It's going to be based on a story crafted by James Cameron. Uh, and they, Cameron and Miller created a writer's room to hammer out what is planned to be a trilogy that can stand as single movies or form an overarching story. Uh, uh, David ooh, David Goyer, whose credits include Blade and The uh, the Bat Nolan's Batman movies, right. uh, Charles, and there's been people have mixed opinions on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles Eagley who created Dark Angel with Cameron, uh, Josh Friedman, great show, Dark Angel, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I did. Uh, oh, Josh Friedman, who created the Terminator TV spin off the of Sarah Connor Chronicles, which I love that show, mm-hmm. even though it didn't last very long. And Justin Rhodes, Suffer, a frequent. It suffered the hmm? Summer Glow curse. Mm hmm. Yeah, really. Uh-huh. Um, and Justin Rhodes, a frequent Goya collaborator, were all part of the writer's room. Uh, so. Oh, I lost my place. Excuse me for a second there. <laughs> So, of course, Hamilton starred in the original and the sequel, which was a summer blockbuster that pushed the visual effects envelope and set box office records for that time. This time, Connor, buffed and in, in prime fighting form, was a hard-edged, take-no-prisoner warrior who fought like a bear to protect her son. Oh, it's and it's interesting. I always forget that Hamilton and Cameron were married. Oh, that's in right. In, in the late, oh. yeah, in the later nineties. Uh, oh. It says story details are, of course, being kept on a secure hard drive at Cyberdyne Systems.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Cameron by Skynet. Yeah, but Cameron and Miller are the new movie as a direct sequel to Judgment Day, and the themes of the potential evils of technology will once again be at the fore. But the new movie will also be seen as a passing of the baton to a new generation of characters. We're starting a search for an 18-something woman to be the new centerpiece of the new story, Cameron said. We still fold time. We will have characters from the future and the present. They will be mostly new characters, but we'll have Arnold and Linda's characters to anchor it. Interesting. So that's kind of that's some fun news. Yeah, kind of makes me kind of excited to see these new Terminator movies, which I haven't. I've kind of definitely fallen off the uh, the Terminator train there.
2: Yeah, I've after, had a good one the since last Terminator two.
0: Yeah, and it just uh, it's like um, Salvation when that came out. At first, I was excited about it because I wanted to see uh, a movie where they attack where they you know tackle the future uh Mm. war with the terminators and stuff but it ended up being a a huge disappointment (laughs) Yeah, and then the last one. Uh, don't even get me started on that one. It's just a mess. But this gives me some hope. is it yep. be?
2: Why? Sure. <laughs> was Ka- was Cameron even? Was he involved in any of the ones after two or not? I don't think. Nope. So. Nope. I don't think so
0: either. He yeah, had no involvement. Yeah, that's when they started
1: getting crap. But yeah, but three wasn't bad. I enjoyed three.
0: Hmm. Uh, it, was, it wasn't it was horrible, but it
1: wasn't good. um So I guess let's move on to to news that is super. <laughs>
2: Superman, the movie three hour extended cut is coming. Crazy. Yeah. I didn't even know they had that much extra film. Well, it is a legendary. It is daughter, So Yeah. That extra mm. fo-
1: all that extra footage is
2: called Superman 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is from Den of Geek. And a legendary extended version of Superman the movie will finally get an official release. And the original ran 143 minutes, so there's going to be some serious stuff added. I'm really curious about what. Yeah, I guess there has been some extra footage that's been kind of leaked here and there. Um, and uh, the film's first DVD release in 2000, billed as a special edition, and also was released uh, included on an extra on all subsequent superior DVD and Blu-ray releases. So I've seen some of it. Right. Still uh, three-hour extended cut. Yeah. But Warner Archive to the Rescue, they're pairing the three-hour cut with a special edition for a made-to-order release. The Mm -hmm. best news, it's actually going to be in HD. Wow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. super. And here's the deets. Superman the Movie Extended Cut and Special Edition Two Film Collection 1978 2000. Runtime 188 minutes. It's Extended Cut New 2017 1080 PhD Master 151 minutes Special Edition. It's got 5.1 surround sound, double, Dolby Digital, and um, special features. Uh, Commentary by Donner, creative consultant Tom Makowitz, three documentaries Taking Flight, The Development of Superman, and Making Superman, Filming the Legend, and The Magic Behind the Cape, screen tests, restored scenes, additional scenes, additional music cues, and music only track.
0: It looks like they put some serious effort into this one. There's a
2: ton of crap coming out there. But in this article, I do not see a release date. Mm. But they do have uh, the cover of the Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah. So it definitely, is, definitely is going to be a thing. So if you want three minutes of the original Christopher Reeve Superman, this is the edition for you. Uh, sounds like it. I think three hours of any movie is kind of too long. <laughs> I, I can for that, <laughs> I yeah. guess at least you know I got to sit in a theater for this. Once they get up and take breaks and stuff, but man, it, yeah, that's true. That's
0: the thing that's a lot easier to do it um, at home. Right. Because you can, you know, you could watch part of it and then go away for a while and come back later. Right.
2: Just like uh, I have a hard time getting through the Watchmen just because it's so dang long. Yeah. I, I could see that. Yeah. So I think that's about three hours.
1: Yeah, Uh, it's it's close. It's close. So, well, speaking of Watchmen and Superman, uh, Stan Lee at Wizard World Nashville uh, made a comment that people really go, what? (laughs) Uh, Stan Lee thinks Marvel is trying to regain the rights to X-Men and Fantastic Four. And water is wet. (laughs) Uh, water is dust. Just yes. Saying. Um, quote from him: uh, I guess this was during his guest appearance at Wizard World in Nashville. Uh, sooner or later, they're they're going to get the rights back to all our characters. They're working on it, and they're still and they're still making X Men movies and stuff. Don't worry about it. You'll get more Marvel superheroes, and you'll have time to look at it in the next few years. So. Um, last year Marvel struck a deal uh this is from movie movie pilot uh last year Marvel struck a deal with Fox to use char- the characters Ego the Living Planet and the Scrolls who will be the antagonist of Captain Marvel which I'm going to correct this part here Scrolls are capable of being used by both Marvel and Fox because it's the race Marvel cannot use super scroll super in any of their films that is a fox property only. Rights-wise. Aren't
0: there aren't there a couple other specific scrolls too or
1: Yeah, specific scrolls that are like super scroll cannot be used by the MCU by Marvel Studios. They would have to be used that there are fox pro, fox license only. Um But the race, and for them to come up with their own original character for the movies, can be done. So, uh, in turn, Fox got to introduce Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Deadpool, and even featured a helicarrier in the film's final moments. Unofficially. Unofficially. Uh, However, the biggest development to date was the Marvel-Sony compromise regarding Spider-Man, which may only be lasting two films, according to Sony. (laughs) Yeah.
2: cut it out Sony I
1: know come on Sony distributed and released the feature though Marvel will be able to make more Spider-Man movies with Sony but later the later still holds the rights to a good number of Spider-Man related characters again whoever wrote this story um, did not completely do their research on this because Sony has been coming out going yeah we're going to do homecoming we're going to allow MCU to do homecoming and the homecoming sequel and then we're taking everything back Hence why Venom is not part of the MCU, and they're keeping it to themselves, and some of the other stuff is not MCU, they're keeping to themselves. Why? Mm-hmm. Because Sony is stupid. Mm-hmm. S-T-U-P-I-D. Stupid. Um... Right now, the separation of certain titles from Marvel, from the Marvel brand has met with varying degrees of success. Fox have successfully maintained the X-Men franchise and released the genre-defying blockbusters Deadpool and Logan. Conversely, Marvel movies that aren't connected to the MCU, such as Amazing Spider-Man 2 and the Fantastic Flop, did poorly in both Critical Reception <laughs> and Box Office Returns. Hmm. Well, it's because they were bad movies. Right. And it's sort of like DC with their upcoming The Flush. <laughs> so... um. Thank God that was not a low-flow toilet. <laughs> um, whether or not Marvel can retain the rights to all their characters is yet to be seen. No, they do not have the rights to all their characters. Um, oh, whether or not they can retain. All right, never mind. I misread. Um I put the wrong emphasis in the wrong area. Uh, the prospect of seeing X-Men, Fantastic Four, and many more fight alongside the MCU heroes and villains is an enticing thought. But for now, until we hear otherwise, fans will have to stick to the comics to experience Marvel crossovers. And thank God Secret Empire has come to an end. mm
2: Speaking of Scrolls, I've been trying to get through Secret Invasion on Marvel Unlimited, and it has to be like the most boring series I've ever read. Half of it, like the homecoming stuff, has like no heroes whatsoever in it. It's just like a bunch of people in the hometowns, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Way too much involved in it. That one had a lot of potential, but yeah. And half half the series was spent explaining all of the history of the scrolls versus the mm. Marvel Universe, and kind of slog through it. S-
1: so here, here's do you do you guys believe Stanley? I'm, I'm sure Marvel's got to be every so often talking to Fox, going, uh, "Yeah, what do you want to do?". You want you want to make these right. I am sure. Um, <clears throat> if if anything, with uh, at least with the Fantastic Flop, if I was Marvel, I'd be pushing to get Fantastic Flop back. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, I I would say now we don't 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 bring the X Men back. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fox has done okay, but it seems like they care more about X Men over over the other
2: and yeah. what really bothers me about this whole thing is that in order to get back it Sony and Marvel canceled the whole Fantastic Four comic and I'm really missing that comic <laughs> <So another laughs> just word. to get back and you know? Brett, well, Brett's Brett saying you know what really grinds my gears <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I read a rumor that they might actually be coming the Fantastic Four might actually be coming back soon
2: that'd be good
0: did, did we possibly talk about this over on Mighty Marvel Geeks Mm, that might have been where I heard it. It's <laughs> hard to remember.
1: Great, now you make me look things up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know one. <Lana.
1: laughs> All right, um, what's the pick of the week? Um, no we didn't talk about it could have sworn we've talked about recently (laughs) maybe we talked about it here (laughs) maybe we did (laughs) I don't remember man (laughs) it it all runs together so um, we have any other stories Uh,
0: I don't think so
1: I think that is it well, I'm going to bring up this. How about the Orville? Ah, yes. I I am
0: actually enjoying the, enjoying the show. I enjoyed the first episode. I missed the second episode because it got interrupted by football. So I got to try to find it on demand. By two teams who
1: no one cares about? Yeah, no kidding. The, the, the mules and the cowgirls? Mm-hmm. Did we say that out loud?
0: <laughs> so, but yeah, I real, I really, uh, I really kind of enjoyed it. I think it has a lot of potential. It could, it could be very interesting. And yeah. it's kind of, kind of feels like Star Trek for those of us who can't watch Star Trek. <laughs> You know, about the streaming
1: service. Yeah. Which I refuse to pay for. You, you know, this has got a good feel, too, of almost a combination of Star Trek and, and Galaxy Quest.
0: Yeah. It's like kind of in between those.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I think it's brilliant that um, Seth MacFarlane brought it out this season. Yeah. Especially with what's happening with Star Trek. Yeah. Really. Uh, who's going to score in this one? Um, hopefully Fox. If they don't screw this up, <laughs> hopefully. So um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, I love the twist of um, the the first officer's his ex wife. Yeah, um, played by. Uh Adrian Palicki yep for for me it, it's I don't want to spoil the second episode but I, I kind of wish they they played more in the tension between McFarlane between McFarlane and um and the other and and Palacki hmm. um I see I, 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 that's as far as I'm gonna say right now
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. When you guys see it, you're going to go, oh, okay, now I understand. (laughs) So. I have not seen it yet. First episode, definitely. Mm. Definitely. Is that a beer? Oh, well, maybe one. (laughs) (laughs) But it's nine o'clock in the morning. Scott Grimes. For a second
2: there, I thought you saw Derek uh, pick up a beer or something. <laughs> Getting kind of late in the night for that. <laughs> uh,
1: Scott Grimes is, is awesome. I, I'm loving him in this. Yeah. This this almost has a bit of uh, down periscope humor to it as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went old school I've, with that one. I haven't thought about that movie in ages. On an upcoming Keepers of the Friends. Was that
2: uh, Kelsey Grammer? Yes. Yep. Yes,
1: it was. Okay. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> and and tattooed in a certain place that supposedly said all aboard (laughs) (laughs) so um, yeah uh, I think that's going to bring us to a close unless anyone else has got any final thoughts
0: Mm, nope
1: I think that's it well then on that note until next week want to know more
2: The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is
1: a
0: science fiction club? This has been a Weebie Geeks production.
1: And that's it.